Alrighty, everyone, welcome back. This is Tavis Killian with Rare Petro bringing you another episode of Monday Madness on August 29th, 2022. I used to think that all of California was Bakersfield and LA, since those were about the only two spots I was able to visit in the time that I've been here in the past year. Boy, was I wrong. The old lady flew out for a quick visit, bless her heart, and we had the opportunity to drive around Paso Robles, not Robles for some reason, San Luis Obispo, and Morro Bay while sampling everything those areas had to offer. Certainly opens up a bigger spot in my heart for California, but not big enough to overshadow the part already occupied by Colorado. Not yet, at least. But you didn't come here to listen to me rank each state I've ever been to. This is no travel podcast. This is the Rare Petro podcast, where we bring you the energy space's most impactful news stories and hardest-hitting statistics. Let's do it. Starting off with commodity prices, we see that almost everything is on the up and up. WTI is up by magnitudes of dollars today. Monday started off with a $94 barrel, but now it's mere cents away from touching 97 I doubt it'll stay that high for a significant period of time, though it is bullish to see it shoot up like that this early in the day. I predict that we'll probably settle down around a $95 barrel for the week, though that doesn't mean it could land a few dollars higher or lower. Brent maintains a healthy lead, though the spread is widened to about $8 as it hits a $105 barrel. Are we headed back to a $120 barrel? Sure seems like it, and I think by the time we get that deep into winter, it could even be just a little bit higher. Natural gas has cooled its jets and seems intent on remaining around the $9.5 range for the time being as it has expressed little volatility and hugged that price point for almost a full week. This is a really healthy set of commodity pricing. Next up is the rig count. After three straight weeks of a falling rig count, we are confronted with some good news. The most recent numbers suggest a three-rig increase in the United States, bringing the total to 765, which is still 257 more rigs than we had this time last year. That year-over-year difference is important to note, as it reveals how well the rig count is doing over a much more significant time frame. Otherwise, it's easy to get upset over just weeks of change. It's all back to business in the Permian, as it finds a way to bring on three more rigs. The next best was the Ardmer Woodford and the Haynesville at 2 and 1, respectively. The Canner Woodford and Eagleford each lost 2. This means Texas is up a total of 2 and Colorado 1, with no other changes in significant states or the Gulf for that matter. There is a great emphasis on rigs targeting oil reserves than there is gas with this net change. Otherwise, there isn't too much else to say. I, for one, am just happy that we're finally back on the positive side, and I hope that continues for at least a few more weeks, or until we can hit that 800 again. Lastly, of course, is the inventory report, which was published last week as Thirsty Thursday. Here's what you may have missed, though I do encourage you to go and look on that data on rarepetro.com. Many folks expected that last week's 7 million barrel draw would have been met by a large build this week. The EIA anticipated a drawdown of no more than 1 million barrels. Actual results show a more than 3 million barrel draw. The API expected no more than a half million draw, but even their pessimism was met with a more than 5.5 million barrel draw. At this point, we will start incorporating a weekly look at the SPR level since they have just set a new record 35-year low as they go nearly vertical, well, downward vertical, that is, as the Biden administration continues to drain anywhere between 3 to 7 million barrels a week. This is supposed to go on through the month of September. Hopefully energy prices don't get any higher by the time we reach those 40-week lows because we have to refill it at some point, right? 
Though it is likely by chance, a pattern of two-week builds followed by two weeks of drawdowns has been established. Seems as if both builds and draws are growing in magnitude, which implies a market of volatility. Gasoline inventories are virtually unchanged, and that's a quote from the EIA, though they are still about 7% below the five-year range. This time last year, we set new historical lows for the time period, and demand will only continue to return. Even though prices for gasoline continue to fall lower and lower, it is lagging behind concerns in the supply. It is down four more cents on the week and appears to be quickly slowing. California used to be the reigning king of the most expensive gasoline in the United States, but this week that title goes to Hawaii, which is the proud owner of a 1.5 cent premium at $5.313 per gallon of regular grade. Arkansas is now the cheapest state to buy gasoline, where you can find an average gallon of regular grade at $3.395, but we don't encourage you to get too excited for that flat $3. Distillates do continue to remain flat as the average range pulls up further away. This means that distillates are approaching the largest gap between historical and actual stocks seen in the last five years. Propane traded sideways in the most recent report, but still remains within its expected historical range. But that's all we've got for statistics. Why don't we take a little look at current events? Turns out we've got a localized disruption to gasoline and diesel prices thanks to an accident at the largest refinery in the Midwest. BP PLC stopped two crude units at the 435,000 barrel a day facility located in Whiting, Indiana. Fortunately, the repair should be pretty easy as this was simply a fire that damaged heat circulation equipment. Without the cool water running through the facility, well, they end up risking damaging components, so they had to stop the facility. They anticipate being shut down through the weekend. While it doesn't sound like too significant of a problem the most, one must consider the significance of harvest season. Demand for fuels will be much higher, especially in the case of diesel, which saw an immediate five cent premium. This will cut into the profits of the farmers in the breadbasket who are already dealing with high fuel prices thanks to the lowest regional fuel inventory since 2006 and, well, decisions from a federal level. Unless you are regionally located in the Midwest, you likely won't see any change in the market prices for food or fuel, though it certainly eats into the profits of farmers in the area. I will add that Canadians could see some impact as one of the shut-in units processes 90% of Canadian crude, but even there, we are cherry-picking. Next up is a story from Saudi Arabia. The energy minister of Saudi Arabia, who happens to also be the crown prince Abdullah Aziz bin Salman, made a statement that I feel should have generated much more buzz in the media space. In a Bloomberg interview, the prince said extreme volatility was, quote, undermining the market's essential function of efficient price discovery. This vicious circle is amplified by the flow of unsubstantiated stories about demand destruction, recurring news about the return of large volumes of supply, and ambiguity and uncertainty about the potential impacts of price caps, embargoes, and sanctions, end quote. That last part was likely in relation to Russia, who is, of course, a member of OPEC+. And I gotta say, the prince hit the nail on the head. He also went on to claim that OPEC was stronger and more cohesive than ever and could cut capacity at any time in different forms. While I don't exactly understand what indirect methods they will use to lower production capacity, he's likely not bluffing. OPEC production targets fell almost 3 million barrels per day too low just back in July. Pretty much everything he touched on is exactly what Rare Petro has been claiming for quite some time, and even we aren't alone. Other banks and financial institutions recognize that a $150 barrel of oil could be much closer than initially anticipated or portrayed by the media. 
fundamentals and market indicators are not exactly seeing eye to eye, and more of the world is beginning to realize that. Even Elon Musk acknowledged the importance of oil in a recent line of questions during a conference in Norway. He said, quote, Realistically, I think we need to use oil and gas in the short term because otherwise civilization will crumble. One of the biggest challenges the world has ever faced is the transition to sustainable energy and to a sustainable economy. That will take some decades to complete, end quote. When asked if he thought if the industry should continue to drill, terrible question, first of all, he said, quote, I think some additional exploration is warranted at this time, end quote. Again, these are positions that Rare Petro agrees with. When people at this caliber of royalty, financial expertise, and business acumen all share some common ground, it must mean that there's a little bit of truth to the story. Even though prices are going up, crude inventories have only leveled thanks to SPR releases. Ducks are quickly disappearing. No money is going into exploration or acquisition unless it fits into a corporation's cookie-cutter portfolio. Sure, prices are high, but they should be up a whole lot more. Folks, an expensive future is not far around the corner, and it's up to an individual to decide how they want to navigate that. Do they want to be at the mercy of the markets and follow the opinion of the masses, or do you want to read the writing on the wall so that you may come out on top? If it is the latter, we encourage you to frack that follow button so you can always stay up to date on what Rare Petro releases. Check out our LinkedIn to stay up to date on all forms of content released, as we often come out with written periodicals and Thirsty Thursday. It's up to you to get ahead of your peers in the energy space, and the easiest way to do that is to let us do all of the hard research for you. All you have to do is draw your own conclusions. This has been Tavis Killian with Rare Petro, and until we see you next time, take care, everybody.